Welcome back to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. This week, we're going to introduce the new neophyte, Kyle 2.0. We're also going to do a little bit of a World Cup recap. Let's jump into it. Fellas, what's up, guys? Yo, what's good, Nate? Hey, hey. What's going on? Ooh, hey, Nate, that, we might need uh, to re-record the opening because you were like, Kyle 2.0? Question mark? Like Ron Burgundy? What, what's that? <laughs> Are you not sure if it's him or not? Just read this on the teleprompter. I was just reading my, my notes, my script. There was a question mark at the end. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I did it with that intonation, but he is a uh, second Kyle. Maybe because I was wondering if everyone else remembered that uh, we had a, a previous neophyte named Kyle. So it makes our text conversations super complicated. Although new Kyle, I don't think, I think he muted us a long time ago because we're talking about a ton of shit that he doesn't know anything. Uh, about. I, it's like another language. If it helps, Nate, I actually just didn't save Kyle's number. So he's just the one whose number just shows up without a name <laughs> attached, and that's how I differentiate. Nice. I've written Nate and nobody else, so I have no idea who you talk about. <laughs> that's probably better. Yeah. That's probably better. It's a good move. Well, it's been a month and a half. There has been a ton of soccer that's taken place over this month and a half. Very little Premier League. There was some Premier League today, which we're not even going to talk about. We're going to save that for next week as we recap all of Boxing Day through the new year and this mad fixture crunch that, that we're going to about to embark on over the next few uh, days. But uh, the purpose of this episode is to do a little bit of World Cup recap, but very much more importantly, uh, to introduce Kyle Murdoch, our new neophyte. Those who are listening and listened to our last episode, uh, a month and a half ago, we'll remember that and Andrew finally uh, just said came out of the closet he and came out of the, the closet. Spurs. That's right. He came out of the closet, chose Tottenham. Uh, he's all in. He's moved. Well, he's moved somewhat from neophyte, but he's not officially the neophyte anymore. So we brought in Kyle. Um, we're excited to have you, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you so much. So where are you? Where are you at? Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska, representing Central Time in the United States. Three of us in, in Phoenix here, um, but we're, we're happy to have you. Kyle, tell us a little bit about your, your sports background. What's your favorite sport? What teams do you oh, support? Uh, you, you don't even know the Pandora's box that you just opened. Also, if you'd like, if we can amend that, can you also give us your basic thoughts on soccer currently? Yeah. Well, we we'll get there. We'll get we're there. gonna start with just his future uh, or his current like sporting interests. My favorite teams. Um, my first sport I played was soccer, actually. Okay. That was so bad. I played in kindergarten, and then somehow I took a couple years off, and then played in third grade again, and that was a wrap. Um, <laughs> uh, basketball was the first sport I liked playing. That was so bad at soccer. Okay, well, uh, let's 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 move ahead to your adulthood. Try and explain your <laughs> fandom, uh, your sports fandom. Oh my god! <laughs> well, he's he's oh. from Omaha, so that you probably know, explains everything. There's like, there's nothing. What do you? I, Nebraska a lot of people are, college football. A lot of people are. Oh, I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm a Cubs fan. Uh, they're the closest teams. No, I don't 
no. I pick who I want to pick, and I pick shitty teams. So, <laughs> so as you can see, I'm a Lions fan. That's a okay. really that's another episode if you want to go into that. But 30 plus years and still going strong. Um, I'm a Braves fan. My mom's from Tennessee, so she grew up being a Braves fan. So I've been a Braves fan as long as I can remember. So a couple years ago it was fantastic. Yeah, we just lost Dansby though. Tired of some players. Um, I had no pro team when I moved to Phoenix in 2000. I, I liked the Bulls when I was a kid because of Jordan, but I didn't have a pro team. And I was kind of like the Suns. So um, I just started really falling in when I lived there. So I'm, I could proudly say I'm a Suns fan for over 20 years. I've not dealt with all the crap that Chris has, but love the Suns too. And then, uh, of course, the Cornhuskers. Not that they're any good anymore, but I grew up here, so I'm a big Huskers fan. And, to keep the Pandora's box going, I was born in Kentucky. <laughs> so I'm a big Wildcats fan team. That's why New Year's Day or New Year's Eve is probably not a great idea to watch soccer for me. I got the Louisville game um, Saturday morning. So is that basketball you're talking about? Yeah. Well, I like Kentucky anything and Nebraska anything. Like those okay. two schools. Like, uh, you know, I went to ASU and Chris is a big Sun Devil fan. So I actually, Chris, my mom got me like two Sun Devil things for Christmas. Pajamas hey. and a shirt. Like, you don't have any fun from your alma mater. Here's some, sweat, here's some pajama pants and a polo. <laughs> wear them together. You, you look like a high schooler. I'll wear them. I'll wear them next episode. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so I kind of all over the place, but there's no pro team. There's no pro team here, and I have reasons for all of them. And they're like I said, Lions is the weirdest one. I won't go into it, but 30 plus years at least I stayed loyal to him. So Barry Sanders, uh, man, that's a good reason. That was part of the reason. Yeah, I, I love be- Barry. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Don't running back. He says. Okay, so you started playing soccer, but uh, tell us tell us your starting point right now. Like, what are your thoughts about soccer? What, uh, yeah, what are your, what are like, your thoughts and impressions about soccer? I like no, I like penalty kicks. <laughs> like, I watched two hours of I don't know. People say baseball is boring, and I understand it can be boring. Yes, it, but I love baseball. So I'm sure soccer can be boring to soccer fans, but they like soccer, so they watch it. And regardless, I just find it. This is, I don't. I never grew up having a team or a player, so it's just to jump into a random league of like, hey, go some random sport and start watching it. You know, I don't know. I just have never had an interest in it. I don't have a team. I just never had a pulling interest. Growing up in Omaha, <clears throat> I don't know MLS or Premier League. I don't know. It just it wasn't around, that. or maybe it was. I don't even know when it started. I just never. <laughs> out of following in soccer like it doesn't do anything for me um like i said the world cup was cool when the u.s is in it i'll follow that for some reason because i'm american but you know the penalty kick at the end was cool with the world cup that was pretty sweet like i like stuff like that that's exciting to me but to sit and just follow a soccer team no (laughs) i'm so excited you are everything that i've ever wanted on this podcast (laughs) it's it's great because i think Chris and I entered at a different like stage, like fully engaged and ready to like choose a team. Kyle 1.0. I think he, he was probably the closest to you as he kind of entered in and was like, I don't really know. I don't really care. I've got a whole bunch of opinions on why soccer sucks. I it's also important to remember that Kyle 1.0 thought he was coming on for one episode. That's right. 
<laughs> which he didn't tell us until like last year, I think, or maybe at the beginning of this year. So yeah, he went through the entire season and then contributed a little bit the following season. And then was like, Hey guys, by the way, I thought this was a one show commitment. Yeah. So Kyle stuck it out. Uh, but, uh, and then Andy, like Andrew came in gangbusters and watched has watched, watched more soccer in his first like month of, of fandom than I've watched all season. It's been four months, just for the record. We started in August. No, I know, but I just meant you still had watched more soccer in your first month than I've watched all season. That's why. Uh, yeah, I I kind of have this obsessive compulsive thing that if I decide to do something, I kind of want to be the best and know everything about it. You know, it's the competitive oh, side know. of me. <laughs> yeah. Know. Oh, you're familiar. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as I was like, oh, this seems like something I could accomplish. I fucking dove right in. I'm sorry, bleep that. I dove right in and uh, man, I've, I've been enjoying myself. Yeah. So Kyle, this is fun. We're excited. I mean, he not soccer before? He new to this too, or what? What's that? Did he not like soccer before. Is he new? To no, this I, I liked soccer. I just, uh, um, I kind of approached it as I've always been interested in the EPL. I just didn't know where to start. And then I got a couple of Sherpas to help me on my guide even though one of them chose like the worst team in the league, I'm sorry, third worst team in the league. And the other one chooses one that chooses mediocrity every other week. Hi Liverpool. And then I don't know. It's, um, it, oh, and then you oh, got hey, one with the sorest loser of all time in Ronaldo. We'll get to that later, but still, <laughs> um, anyway, I'll just say, listen, Andrew's new as well. So mostly like listen to his, his stuff with a grain of salt. Um, but you can you can listen to Chris and I more. <laughs> the important thing to listen. remember is that while we're recording, Andrew's never wrong. But as soon as we're done, just take yeah, just flush it down the toilet and move on. No, 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 no. At least hold on to it for another eight hours. It'll get better with age. Vino. <laughs> Vino. I, I think um, I'm most excited for having uh, Kyle on. Uh, should we? call him Kyle or should we call him Murdoch? Do we want to give him a moniker at this point? Uh, K Murda, his Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys want to call him? 2.0? Double deuce. Uh, just 2.0. That's it. 2.0 is good. All right. Nah, so it's I, too long. It's too long. <laughs> Murdoch. I like that. We'll just Murdoch's call him. Good. So nah, I'm I'll... excited to have him on because I legitimately think that there's like a 70, 30 chance. He walks away at the end of this saying F you soccer. I'm out. hundred <laughs> percent. No, I said 70, 70, 70% of the time. It's right. hundred percent of the time. <laughs> okay. Kyle, I want to know, I'm curious. And I think this is, I think you're in a unique position as well because the rest of us are, our sports fandom has a bit more uh, cohesion in that, like my family's all from the Bay area. So I'm Bay area sports fans, Niners giants, but I grew up in Oregon. So trailblazers with a soft spot for the warriors. Like that's, so it's like very, like it's my parents' teams. It's like really, yeah, I didn't choose. I didn't choose a lot of my teams. And that's what was fun about the premier league and going through this, this kind of exercise. It felt like the first time in my life, I really chose a team to support. Um, I think same similar 
Andrew's got a similar story with some the the northeastern teams in Boston. Chris, New England, grew up in Arizona. I love the Suns more than anything. But Tom, uh, Nate, yesterday uh, for Christmas, um, my son, my oldest son, he turns twenty one in two weeks. Um, he skipped out on family early because he got tickets to go watch Tom Brady against the Cardinals. Love it because um, he wanted to see the goat at least once. And uh, I've never been more proud of my son in my life. It's I great. agree with that. And then Chris, obviously, mostly. Uh, I was all Arizona. Arizona. So, Kyle, I think I think you you have a unique place where you've kind of chosen your teams, and it sounds like you have reasons for each of them. But uh, what are some things as you're looking as you're looking to support a team? These can be like as trivial and bizarre, or as like intricate. Uh, what would be things that you appreciate about a franchise or about an organization or about a team or players that you would be looking for in choosing a premier league team? Colors. <laughs> colors. I don't want it like Packer colors. That's terrible. Imagine, Hold imagine I'd be, I'd wear green and yellow around. I don't know if you were joking, but I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, no, I, uniforms matter, especially in this league. Andrew, the team that you really want to be cheering for, Norwich, that's what they wear. I, 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 well, I wasn't, I didn't want to be rooting for them. I, I thought I would root for them because uh, my brother-in-law does, and uh, I don't care about green and yellow. Although their kits did look pretty good this year. What color do you? What color scheme do you like? Obviously, the teams you support. Premier League, the place. Premier League jerseys. <laughs> You know which one I like, but it sounds like a Chinese takeout is Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah, hey, Nate, who is my favorite kit this year in terms of uh, oh. entire group? Andrew, who was our favorite kit this year? You guys are oh, like that's right, all three of us. Wow, we're gonna like Kyle. I love Kyle. No, okay, Crystal well, Palace I'm going are... to as well. I'm surprised you called it a, a Chinese takeout in lieu of our pre our pre recording. Uh, comments about different uh gentlemen's clubs in the phoenix area i it could be chinese takeout or it could be a gentleman's club did i join too late did i miss that part yeah oh man we're trying to figure out the passcode yeah (laughs) when you guys didn't send um what else what other things like what other Uh, things as uh, you get pissed and frustrated about the teams you support or the things that your teams do that you enjoy what 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 if they I'm a Lions fan. There's, the things that frustrate me are endless. <laughs> <laughs> um, but coming to soccer, uh, I don't know how to get frustrated with soccer other than like I guess scoreless games. <laughs> like, but I I'm not a, I don't watch enough soccer to have something that makes me upset. You know what I'm saying? Like I watch it such as a I watch it so passively that yeah. I don't add anything yet. You know, I have to be behind something to get really good pissed about something so it's hurting answer. yeah that's fine i think we'll discover that as we go the fan bases i think are going to be a big deal for him yeah kyle hates fan bases a lot of them (laughs) let's go over the uh the rationale for hating a fan base i'm in go give me one uh that team being really good and just sticking to your team year after year after year. That that's valid, good on them, but it still sucks. Still hate you. Uh, Spurs, Suns. Uh huh. Just as for example, and whatever, but um, annoying fan bases. Uh, the Ohio State, like 
stop. Don't, you know, that kind of stuff is really the pretentious stuff. Duke, everything about Duke. Uh, it's kind of like you can I jump in for a second because one of the things I hate is uh fan bases who think they're the most knowledgeable looking at you St. Louis Cardinals fans who are the best fans in baseball the Cardinals just ask them they'll tell you um I hate that so I'm with you fan bases matter so similar oh hold on time out I can't agree more with that I hate the Cardinals because of that they're so pretentious it's just oh the best fans of baseball says who them (laughs) like that's great hey i think i think that's something guys for us if we're honest in this podcast like we have the teams that we support but ultimately for me what i want is for someone to choose a team that they're going to be passionate about and follow relentlessly kyle you may not love premier league you may finish this and never watch another premier league match again but Probably. should you fall in love with it and enjoy it, um, I would want you to choose a team that you're like, yes, dude, I love this team. So, Andy, Chris, as best as we can, let's try and be as honest as we can in regards to some of the things that, that Kyle's looking for or Murdoch's looking for um, as we move forward. So, so I think it's good. I definitely have some thoughts on fan bases. Uh, that we can share that I think will be, will be helpful for you as we, as we move on. Um, I would encourage you as you, as you start watching these matches on Twitter, just look up the matches as you're watching it and watch what people are writing about them. Cause I think that'll give you a good, it'll give you a decent feel for, the fan bases of each of these clubs and ultimately like the team I chose, I chose them because my Twitter interaction with one of my main reasons was my Twitter interaction with their fans was like so good and so welcoming and so encouraging that it was really fun. So that's a good point. I don't use Twitter a whole lot unless one of my teams is playing and I'll jump on it just to see interactions with fan bases. So honest, I don't like tweet a whole lot. Like I'm not going to tweet my day what I'm doing, but like I'll jump on literally that kind of reason. So that would actually be a good idea. So, so I'd yeah, use, gonna... I'd use that as you're watching. Cause it'll also give you some, like, you'll get some somewhat like commentary and insight, which you may not understand, of course, at the beginning, but it'll at least begin to educate you in a different way than what we're going to be able to do. And I know this probably goes without saying, but um, if you do the search function on Twitter and just type in the match players, yeah. Uh, they always have that function where you can click on the game and watch people commenting specifically on the game in real time. I know this is old man explaining something to a young child that he probably understands. I'm not saying you are. Or just go with the, the phrase mansplaining, I guess. Um, but no, I do that with games that I'm watching randomly, if, even if I have no dog in the, in the fight, just because uh, I always love sometimes reading a comment and not knowing what fan base they have and trying to guess and then you click on them and like, Uh, Oh, I was way off. So if somebody, let's say uh, Steph Curry's having an off night, Nate, and somebody's just trashing him. I'm like, I wonder if he hates Steph Curry or he loves him and he's just disappointed. And that's always fun to do the little research. It's a good time. Love it. Chris has to leave shortly. So before we, he's going to leave before we do any world cup talk. Um, But we have to do best bet. So before the break, six weeks ago, six weeks ago. 
we all made predictions on what we thought would happen uh, this week. And all of our, all of our teams played today. So though we're not going to talk about this week that much, uh, Chris, why don't you just tell us how we all did this week? And then, uh, we made predictions for this upcoming week. So tell us who we've all, who we've all picked. Yeah. And for, uh, Murdoch 2.0, Kyle, uh, we do a segment, it's called best bet. It is not lock it in. We are not guaranteeing any of these picks to win. What we're saying is that looking at the table, we are picking what we think is the most valuable bet that there is. Now, some people like to just win and that's okay. Um, but the point of this is to try and find the best value bet you can. So with that being said, there was a couple of us who hit actually more of us hit this six weeks ago than did not. And uh, congratulations to Tim for consistently picking Liverpool to win easy games. Uh, it netted you $65 this week as Liverpool won earlier today. Um, that brings you to a grand total of negative $626. Good job, Tim. We're proud of you. Uh, Nate and I, I just interrupt real quick. As soon as no. Kyle joins, he's already in first place. At zero dollars, Kyle will be in first place in best yeah. bet. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Can anyone beat Kyle? Yes. So, Kyle. Uh, sadly, uh, Kyle 1.0, he took uh, an Everton Wolves draw, which did not hit. So he lost $100. He's down to 410 and uh, Andrew, sadly, you took Tottenham. Uh, they drew today in a comeback. Um, congratulations on that point, but that is not a win for you. So you lost 100 bucks. You're at negative 683. That brings it to Nate and I, who both took Wolves as winners coming out of the last place position. We both took Wolves plus 220. So we both won 220 bucks. Uh, Nate, you're at negative 573. I'm still in dead last at negative $741, but I have won almost $500 in the last two weeks. So I'm making a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years, folks. <clears throat> you guys want right. to do the math real quick. Winning $500 in two weeks and still being down negative 700 and something dollars means you were at one point negative 1200 something dollars. Just point it out. No, no, no. You're 100% correct, but I'm only $60 away from you now. So here I come. All right. So that brings us to this week. Um, we'll start with Tim uh, because he's phoning it in consistently at this point. Uh, he's taking Liverpool minus 320. That'll win him a whopping $31. Kyle didn't submit another uh, best bet, so therefore he gets Fulham. Fulham's a plus 105. And um, Andrew, you picked Tottenham at a minus 155, so that'll net you $65 if you win that one. Nate, who you got? I'm taking Arsenal. Um, I actually forget who they play. Brighton. Arsenal, Brighton. I'm taking Arsenal at plus 110. Best top team in the league getting underdog odds i'll take that so yeah and they looked really good today in the second half so they really looked great other than giving up a penalty they basically own that game so yeah. Wait, chris uh, there's a team called nottingham forest yeah. yes yeah yeah I, I, sign me up with that <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> this is gonna be so this good. is so everything good. i wanted uh, uh, really good kits, by the way. You'll like them. Yeah, the kits are, are nice. Unfortunately, yeah, you like they're, in, 
last place. And if you want to watch a match tomorrow, you can watch my team, Manchester United, play Nottingham Forest at 2 o'clock your time. Um, but that brings it to me closing out this week's best bet. Uh, I'm shooting my shot again. Uh, I'm taking Leeds over Manchester City uh, at plus 800, which would put me into the, if we do the math correctly, positives. It's so smart. It's a smart bet. It's a smart it's- bet. That's why we call it best bet, guys. I might switch. I think I might switch. Can I trail you? No. We just recorded this. It's in stone. We can't change it. (laughs) You have access to this spreadsheet. You could have looked ahead of time and seen who he picked. I feel like, and in all honesty, look, I don't expect Leeds to beat Manchester City at Manchester City, but if there's going to be a game in which you just don't know, it's coming off a six-week drought where a lot of players on Manchester City played a lot of ball and a lot of guys for Leeds got to hang out and trade. So I kind of like it. I like it. Hey, Kyle 2.0. Um, so Chris is the Mark Reynolds of, um, of our team in terms of uh, best bet. He either strikes out walks or hits a, a grand slam there's no in between it's usually the first two but every once in a while pow right in the kisser had me at mark reynolds <laughs> i was gonna say andrew you have no idea how nicely that comp landed for kyle oh, like, oh, i know kyle and i are gonna be best friends that's why oh, hold on sure. when it comes to recommending teams can you guys when we're on the podcast not mention who i support Cause I got a really good idea that he's going to choose my team and he and I are going to be best friends forever. I can feel it already. <laughs> you know, you know, what's funny is I don't see him picking your team because I think he's going to want to punch your favorite player in the face. Yes. Oh, he wouldn't. Yes, I he do. Would. Yeah. I a hundred percent. Yes. Hold on. Just to make sure we're talking about the same player, the one with the mask currently or my real favorite player. No, you're, your real you know favorite who your player favorite player. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Favorite good. <laughs> No one wants to punch the mask fair player in the face. He's the nicest. <laughs> he already got he, punched. He might, he might be the nicest human being on the planet. Actually, no. want to punch. Nate, no kidding. Um, I, I spoke to my brother at Christmas for the first time in like three years because he supported a certain uh, uh, politician twice and I didn't care for it. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> and he and I were talking about soccer because he's a huge soccer fan too. His daughter has been playing for years. And I was telling him about how Erling Holland is going to like score the most goals in EPL history if he stays in the league. And he's like, also, he's the nicest guy in the world. Have you seen those ads and interviews? And I was like, dude, I forgot my brother is a decent person sometimes. Um, but yeah, you know, he's he might like Erling Holland too. Also a really decent dude. He is. He is. I can't. I don't know why I'm giving Holland a plug. He didn't do anything. Well, tomorrow or Wednesday, whenever he plays, he's probably going to score four goals. I know he's been off for six weeks, but he scored in the Carabao Cup match. Like that's in true. Those ten minutes, so he's ready to rock. All right. Well, Chris, we're going to let you go. Go be with your family. This work recording in the holidays or your fr- family and friends. Chris, thank yep. you. Thanks, guys. Uh, Kyle. If you want to chip in on the world cast stuff, you can stay on. If not, you can drop off too and let Andy and Nate handle it. One and a half games. <laughs> <laughs> we'll highlight those then. All right. All right, Please boys. Stay. Merry oh, Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year. Catch you boys th- next week. I'll talk to the American ones, then I'll bounce. You want to do those first or whatever? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Bye, Chris. Have a good one. See you, Chris. Yeah, All right. We don't need to spend a ton of time on the World Cup. I think. 
with Premier League already starting up again, I just have a couple. I just have a couple of questions. Um, Kyle, you might not have a ton to to contribute. You know, but, I probably. <laughs> Um, I probably I watched both those games and just hoping we won. I don't know about anybody. I couldn't name but more than one player. So what's amazing <laughs> is you said you watched both those games. Yeah, they were in four. Wes played four times, so that's <laughs> even better. Oh, you're right. But I watched all the games. Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> okay. You watched all four American matches. I just want to know before you sign off, just say anything that you want to say about those matches, like anything i'm just curious like what is our starting point with you as far as it comes to soccer what did you notice what did you like you know we didn't we didn't didn't, they played or any of the players on our team we didn't lose to england that was good we did not lose to england that was that was a fun match too it was that was was fun um even the last game i don't know why i had a hope i knew we probably were gonna lose netherlands but i don't know we would have got to two to we got two to one at one point, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was two zero. Then two like okay, that anything can happen. Two to one. We hit three to one. I was like, that's bad. Like that's what I mean, uh, what what drove me nuts about the Netherlands game. I think it was two World Cups ago when the uh, U.S. tied um, Netherlands in a game when they were up one nil the whole match, and then them. I'm sorry, I've ever played them in the, in the yeah. past world. And who was that guy who was so hated eight years ago, Nate, on the American team? I swear that guy would sneeze at a funeral and everybody would be like, I told you that guy was an asshole. I'm trying to think of what his name was. He was a midfielder. Um, and he, like, caused a penalty in, like, the late minutes or something, and he just screwed up. And he was the most hated man in America. Um, and I remember, like, wow, we're all Americans uniting around our hatred over one, you know what I mean? Um, and then to have Netherlands just kick the ever living crap out of us again, it's, it, it's funny to, I mean, it's unlikely to run into the same team in two world cups in a row, right? It's not really because the way that like, we've been in the same group with England, like very frequently. It's yeah. That's not, they're not even hiding it anymore. They like having that. Well, I think also it's because of the way the algorithm works on you can't be like the European teams can't have more than two European teams in their group. You can't have more than one CONCACAF. Like the way the algorithm works on where teams can fall and it's based on their seeding in the world, you end up with a lot of the same teams in the same groups because of the different restrictions they have on who can be where. So um, what are we in the, is it North America or is it just the Americas? It's called CONCACAF. So it's basically uh, North America and Central America and the Caribbean. And then the and then South America is Combabol and they have... Do they not... I'm sorry, just to clarify, do they not realize that North America, uh, Central America and the Caribbean are redundant? They're all North America? Yeah, I'm just saying that. Just I know, clear. that's stupid. All right, I'm just going to be a okay. pain in the neck about it. All right. Kyle, do you know any of the? Can you name a American soccer player? Uh, no. I'll give you a hint. No, no, At no. Thirty-five years old. He huh? scored his first ever uh, EPL goal today. He will not know that. There is no way. <laughs> that was just a plug. 
That was just a plug. He, Tim Ream scored his first EPL goal. I know, but we'll talk today. about that next week. We're not talking about Premier yeah. League this week. But that's you know, huge. No. It just happened. He's 35. Not talking about it. Fine. Uh, yeah, the guy on our team that, that plays for Chelsea, I mean, they got hurt. Christian Pulisic. I couldn't say. I knew it was under the P. I didn't know how to say his name, but him, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's like, oh, I know LeBron James. I, I get it. But, like, that's only, <laughs> I know where, that, I, that's the only, only one I know. Can you name any other? I'm not trying to put you on the spot or make you feel dumb. I'm just curious. Ask all you want. Can you name any soccer players in the world who are currently playing? Like the like the like the famous ones, yeah. Like Ronaldo, Ronaldo, like Messi, like. Uh, <laughs> really say, say his name. Say his name. He plays for France. Say his name. He didn't uh, watch. You. Did you watch oh. the final? Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know his name. I'll give you a hint. His favorite band is Hanson. That's a good joke. Uh, that is That's a, good a great joke. joke. Decent. His I name is Mbappe. That is a good joke. Thank That's you. Good. I did I not know where you were yeah. going. It took me. It was like a funny rock joke. Like it took me a second to get it. And then I was like, okay, that's funny. That's actually a really good joke. No, I know who that is. I just, I couldn't think of his name, but I, that's how much I don't know about soccer. But I know he had like three goals a game or something like that. Two or yeah, three. Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I know, I do. No, I think what he's trying to do here, Kyle, is just show like what a casual fan knows about soccer in this country. That's I'm so. That's The only soccer I ever watch is World Cup. U.S. men's or women's those matches and that's literally all I'll ever watch. I don't watch MLS. I don't watch Premier League. I don't watch. I told Chris I don't even understand how it works. It's like I feel like soccer is a year round. Like it never ends. Like there's always league. There's always like always games. I'm like when when does it stop? Like I don't. It so confuses me. Well, people say that about baseball. Not really. There's just the same way. I know it's just. I I get it. Well, Kyle, we'll break that down for you as we go. We got a lot of weeks to to talk and walk through that, and I. I mean, I know Chris is pessimistic. I, I think as a, as a sports fan, what I have found, um, and I'll give, this is my plug and then we'll let you go before we dive into some other stuff that you don't know. You won't be, you'll be bored about. It'll be like speaking oh, a foreign language, fair but enough. I find the reason I found soccer so fascinating is there are so many complexities to the way it works in the world that it feels, it feels like this deep mind of sports that I didn't know existed. And it's super fun to kind of discover, especially as a sports fan where I feel like I understand most of the other sports that are, you know, baseball, football, basketball, even hockey to a, greater or lesser degree even though i don't really support it i can watch it and kind of understand it's it's just fun to discover to discover a sport and realize there's a ton of shit you don't know about it you know so yeah hopefully and and it's complex so hopefully that's something that you are at least intrigued about and whether you support a team um and it's cool that the games are in the morning and so I like that because there's always sports going on other times of the day. And so to be able to wake up on a weekend morning and watch sports that while you're waiting for NFL to start or basketball or something, it's pretty sweet. So. Hey Kyle, can I give a quick story real quick? 
When yeah, I moved to Northwest Washington, about 30 miles south of the Canadian border, um, we got CBC on one of our local like saddle, like, you know, uh, antenna channels. And every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., there was curling on. And I'm not kidding. I had a two year old son and I would turn on TV and I'd watch curling with my son while playing with him. It took six weeks and I was the biggest curling fan in the world. And there were dudes I hated and there were dudes I loved. I'm like, oh, he's drinking a beer. Is that what he's doing in between? You know what I mean? It was amazing. And you're going to come to like love dudes and hate dudes. But you're also just going to be like, okay, that's an inch. You're going to learn nuance real quick and then feel real proud of yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. As soon as you figure out offsides, you're going to be like, oh, dude, I get it. And uh, anyway, fun, it's something I do kind of know. Nice. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a weird feeling when you learn something new sometimes and it hooks on you and you don't expect hockey it. Is the same with offsides, right? What'd you say? Hockey is the same with offsides, right? Pretty much. Uh, uh, I, I don't. Yeah, they got rid of the blue line. Whatever. I forget. I don't follow hockey rules that closely. I don't watch hockey. <laughs> yeah, this is. I only watch in the playoffs, and after that's the point where they are rules they changed, and I don't even know. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll let you go before as we jump into some World Cup talk. Thanks, Kyle. We'll see you next week. All right, guys. Take care. See ya. See ya. Andrew, I have two questions for you um, so that this episode doesn't take forever. I mean, I'm, we've been gone for six weeks. Uh, maybe our fans are wanting a little extra. I'm not wanting extra. Oh, you poor baby. Go ahead. My question's for you. I'm just curious. Biggest surprises for you of, of the World Cup? The biggest surprises? Um, I don't know if this is a surprise so much as... I was just so incredibly impressed by Morocco and Croatia, both of them. I thought either one of them could have been in the final. I thought either one of them could have won the whole damn thing. Um, I was so incredibly impressed by both of them that um, I thought all four final teams were absolutely incredible. Um, the level of talent on those four versus in the, in the, in the, what is it? The quali the field of 16? What is it called? The qualifying round? The round of six. Oh, well, what are you talking about? The, the round of 16 when, you know, after yeah, you get the past of, the groups. Round of 16. Yep. Yeah. The, the, differ the, the level of talent on those four versus, say, <laughs> hate to say it, the United States. And my son, I, I do want to point something out real quick. My 15-year-old my son was like, ah, I wish the U.S. didn't suck at soccer. And I'm like, well, we don't suck at soccer we were one of the final 16 countries in the world in the World Cup. We don't suck, but the level of play in the United States versus the level of play in those four plus England, plus Portugal, plus Brazil, we're nowhere near that level, but we're still better than Qatar and, you know, Costa and we're Rica. One of the, we were one of the youngest teams. I think we were third youngest. And if I remember correctly, I don't think we had one player who had been in a World Cup before. Now, yeah. that's not that's not when you miss a World Cup, that's eight years of soccer, which is a long time to miss. So, but in I, Mbappe years, it would have been if he had gone from 19 to 27 and skipped this amazing World Cup. That's right. So yeah. I think um, I think we're positioned really well for the world cup on our home soil in 2026. Um, 
invaluable experience for these guys. 100%. The vast majority, if U.S. soccer can get their shit together and stop including MLS players who shouldn't be on the squad, we're going to have more and more players playing in the Premier League. We're going to have more and more players playing in the big European uh, soccer leagues. We, we, our players will be better. They're going to be more experienced. And I think playing on home soil is going to be super exciting. So I have high expectations for, for 2026. We might have an unexpected, the more, you know, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Knowing is half the battle. Damn it. it. I don't even know our own segment. Um, uh, What's it called? Um, So you're telling me that some players can't play in certain leagues if they want to play on the U S men's national team. There's, there's a, no, that's not true. Okay. There is some politics. There are some politics and some conspiracy theories that U S soccer has an MLS like quota bias. No, like quota. Oh, got it. They want a certain amount of MLS players on the U S men's national team. So I don't don't fall MLS and I probably, and I don't really follow our national team as closely as I should. It's just the stuff I see from those who do follow really closely. So if they put the Phoenix rising in MLS, I'll, I'll follow MLS, but until they do go rising, baby. Go rising. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Um, Okay. I think, I agree with you, Morocco. I thought Croatia was going to be too old. I was very surprised by them. Morocco has a great D. Um, Romaine Sice used to play for Wolves, is in their defense, and he played amazing. Morocco was was exceptional. Um, Croatia really surprised me. But I think we also need to talk about Belgium. Huge surprise to not see them advance. They proved to be too old. Seems like there was some infighting. Kevin De Bruyne making some comments in the group stages or early group stages about how they missed their chance four years ago. This team's too old. There were some other talks of some infighting on that team. So Belgium not advancing. Of course, Germany not advancing, I think, was a little bit of that was a shocking. A little bit of a surprise there. And it came uh, down to was that uh was that the group where no, what group was it where um that uh because it ended in a tie, it was like the last game played. That was a shocker. Well, that Japan, Spain, that Japan. Germany, Croatia, that was an insane final day yeah. of matches with, with the, that was, that was the best day of, it was incredible of matches with Germany winning four to two, but at, there were times where Germany and Spain were out. Yeah. Times, I think there was a time where even Costa Rica, oh yeah. Well, of course, I think they were both Spain, in at one point. Costa and then, Rica oh. was in and then like two minutes later. Germany had scored or it was an absolute blast. What an amazing, I mean, to have all those goals. I mean, it, it was, was like was right just, before Thanksgiving too. And everybody's like ready for vacation. I and think then, it, was, it was after Thanksgiving. It was, was it the day or two after December, December 1st, whatever day. Oh that was. gosh. Yeah. Okay. But it was it just was, right there. It was amazing. Oh, it's um, fantastic. Okay. Another question, uh, Andrew, which, were there any MLS or MLS? Geez, come on. Were there any Premier League players that you felt like really impressed you during during the World Cup? 
um, impressed me. Um, what's his name on Croatia? Is it Perisic? Oh, Perisic, yeah. Perisic, obviously, I was looking for him because he's on Tottenham. He... Tottenham, which... I don't. I won't say this personally to you, but publicly, where I'm more of a neutral, uh, I will tell you, Spurs, Tottenham mm. had a good World Cup. Well represented. Well represented. Was, Richarlison, obviously, with the, all the goals. I mean, he scored so many. He scored some. Yeah, goals. I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll save what I'm about to say for your next question that I think might be coming. It's not coming, so just say it now. I know okay, I'm not sure if Rich Arlison had goal of the cup. I think he did because it was the prettiest thing you've ever seen. Beautiful. But Mbappe's goal uh, in the final was so pretty. It was so pretty. And it was so important. Like everything, uh, you're watching that ball go. It's maybe the old, it's one of the few times in watching soccer in five years that I was watching a pass come in and it just felt inevitable that it was going to be a goal. Like I felt like I saw it all happening before my, I mean, it was amazing. That Mbappe goal was just phenomenal. It was so pretty. I will say that if you didn't have any context, then Rich Arlison's goal was the prettiest goal of the, of the cup, I think. But because of context, I'm going to give it to Mbappe. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. The Rich Arlison goal was stunning. So just technically just the way he bounces it up with one foot and just, Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it, was um, great, it was a great goal. Yeah, no, but I was going to say also, because I was thinking about it, I know we haven't discussed this that well in with the audience yet. The opposite of that is which country was well represented. Um, Croatia had players so well represented in, in the EPL. Um, obviously, England did because of science. Um, but no, I was blown away when I was watching the Croatia-Morocco match. How many players' names I rec recognized in only four months? I was like, yeah. oh, my, yeah, okay, gotcha. I know him. I even know what team is on. So it was, I was blown away by that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting as you look through even like the top goal scorers, most of the top goal scorers do not play in the Premier League. Um, I think some of them will be moving over. I think Marcus Rashford, he, he played really well. Bakayo Saka for Arsenal, he had a great World Cup. He continued that today which we're not supposed to talk about i already spanked you for it um we'll talk about it but to be honest like the player to me that is like the just you're just like the rich get richer uh julian alvarez for 100 percent. like man city you're just it's just frustrating but he had he was he was like the player from the premier league and emmy martinez Emmy Martinez, keeper for Argentina as well. Um, the, those are the two players that really stood out to me as Premier League players that I thought uh, well done. And so, and and Bakayo Saka, I think too. I don't, I didn't expect him with the firepower that uh, that England has. I didn't expect Saka to be the the top goal scorer for or joint uh, top goal scorer for England. You know who um, really was had a disappointing uh, uh, attorney? Who was, was that? Uh, Hugo Lloris. He looked terrible in the, in the finale. He didn't look good most of the time. Um, and there's a reason that even though Tottenham has the same number of uh, points as I think Newcastle or whoever, that they're 10 goals behind him in differential. Lloris is not... Do, uh, 
he's he's not playing well right now. It's a good thing they've got Mbappe because I mean they needed his goals. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I Lurice, hate to say it, he's driving me nuts. Larice looks sketchy at times for sure. I think um, you know Morocco won if they didn't allow any goals and France yeah. got fired because they, they scored. Right. Yeah. But, By the way, Morocco's uh, goalkeeper. I am stunned that he's not like a Leona, uh, Leo DiCaprio meme at this point because of how he was dancing around. He was so much fun to watch. He, he, he really was. Um, I'll be excited to look back. We had some, some questions that we talked about right before uh, we went on the, the world cup break. We talked about which team's going to benefit the most, which team's going to struggle the most because of the World Cup. Um, so I'll be interested to see. I think it's going to be too early to tell. It's for sure too early to tell. There's been one match in the Premier League, but but uh, a couple things. Even though well, we're I can tell about, you one thing already. Tottenham yeah, struggled today. Yeah. They didn't have Lloris in the in the in the goal anyway. Like it would have mattered, but they played like crap and they started slow and then came on strong in the second half. Well, and I I was I was curious about um, Arsenal too because Gabriel Jesus, who didn't even start for Brazil because of Richarlison, he got injured in at coming in as a sub and he's out for months for Arsenal. And so I was very curious to see how how Arsenal was going to rebound and though they played great they played great and they have young players who can come come in and so I was really watching that first half and seeing them go down one nil I thought oh man is this going to be the point did the world cup break Arsenal and um, then they, I'm going to say something that I'm going to hate about myself Nate ready yeah, yes Oh, ready? I'm going to hate it. And just to remind everybody, because we only we have to say it at minimum nine times an episode as a Spurs fan. Yes. You know who Arsenal reminds me of? Who's that? Argentina, because <clears throat> in the first half, Argentina was pressing like crazy. They were pressing. They were outrunning France. They were on them. France looked like shit in the yeah. first half. And really then they good. started to fade a little bit, and but then they came back later. So what Arsenal is a very aggressive team. They play in a very similar style to how Argentina played in the in the finale. And it both gives me hope in the sense that maybe Arsenal will fade, but it also scares the crap out of me because Argentina won because they're that good. Do you no, understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Oh, so yeah. Well, time will tell. We made some predictions on what team we thought, what teams we thought would benefit the most from the break and which teams will be hurt the most. So we won't know that till the end of the season, but um, any other last minute world cup thoughts before we sign off? This was so much fun. It was fun. Um, it was a thing. I mean, again, the, the Qatari people are, or the Qatari government are monsters and all that stuff. But um it was a really good World Cup that went smoothly, and um, I enjoyed every literal minute of it. I can't think of a, even the boring matches. You enjoyed feeling kind of superior to other countries for a minute, you know, like <laughs> you guys suck. America's better. America would have put on a better show than that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it was just I, I enjoyed every second of it. I, I loved it. Yeah. 
I think my highlight was there are so many Americans that I follow on Twitter and uh, kind of know from a distance who support other Premier League clubs. And so it was nice for six weeks to be united with my fellow Americans 100%. to root for the same club. But now the gloves are off. Yeah, we're back to it. I love my, I think my favorite moment was um, when it was the, was it the England game when they, uh, what's his name, made that late penalty? Um, in like the, we were up one nil. No, that was the very first game against um, uh, Wales. Uh, Wales. Against yeah. Wales, yep. Yeah. And he gives that penalty at like 87 minutes. And yep. as a united world, every American in every country across the world said, you can't make that penalty right there. And it was practically the same sentence. Everybody's like, if you, oh, not there, not now, you know? Oh, and yeah. It was, you mean the fat Walker Zimmerman's foul? Walker Zimmerman's stupid penalty with, uh, you know, near the end when we're up 1-0 and they gave it to the Welsh player to yep. kick the free kick, basically. Yeah. Uh, everyone in the world united. And uh, we, it, was, it was great. It, it's like I say, it's nice to have a common enemy sometimes, right? Yeah. Well, Andrew, enjoy. There's a lot of Premier League this week, so enjoy it. I, I will. Time, so, um, It's really nice to be back. I've missed you nice so much. No, I miss hey, you quick side note for our viewers, a little behind the scenes. Uh, Nate and I were supposed to be at the same Christmas party, but then he bailed literally three minutes before he was supposed to be there. Just hang out with my daughter. So let's. You're just, a monster. I know. I'm a monster. Just walking around fashion square mall with my daughter literally three blocks from where we I know, were three blocks from where you guys were so wow we'll see each you other on her to the party and then walked her back and it would have been less mall walking than you did it's true all right bye <laughs> as always you can follow us on twitter at soccer neophytes or uh go to our website soccerneophytes.com no one goes there. So if you want to just go there and click on something, I haven't really updated it anyways. So, but more importantly, follow us on Twitter, soccer, at soccer neophytes until next week. Glazers out, I guess. Chris, you got to fill in for him. I guess. <laughs>